That's what I'm going to come up with. Jackman was once again asked recently about the possibility of doing a Wolverine and Deadpool crossover movie and was quick to rule such a project out. He's like, no, there's something like that's not going to happen. Years before the MCU made actors like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Pratt into household names, X-Men franchise was doing the same for then Australian actor Hugh Jack. Wolverine had always been the clear star of the X-Men team, like I told you, <laughs> and with J- wow, Jackman I bringing him. I know he's him, a member and, of a clear team. And Jackman bringing him to life. He unquote. No, I meant like when it. I, when I'm thinking about it from an Americanized point of view, when it comes to it, Wolverine. When the kids are in the playground at school and they're picking what X-Men they want to be, everyone wants to be the Wolverine. No one, no one wants to be Winston. What do they do? They take their uh, their little sporks and put it between their fingers and go shink. You know, and then it's like or, or pens or pencils, like pens I used and to pencils. Do. Well, I think that's uh, pretty cool. But uh, we actually are doing a show right now, so I'm going to need you to, you know, get it together, <laughs> you get did yourself it again. perked up, get it again. Here we are once again, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast Show. If you have not heard of us yet. Then, man, where you been at? Where the hell you been? Uh, if you've been with us the whole time, we appreciate you checking us out. This is episode number 66. Whew. We're getting so close to that uh, 100 mark, I don't even know what to say. Actually, we're getting close to the 70. Let me not jump yeah. the gun. Well, you can jump the gun. I mean, we're we going to have Diddy on for the 100th episode. For the 100th episode, we're going to be <laughs> popping Ciroc. All right. Yeah, what up, Diddy? <laughs> What's your opinion on uh, these uh, comic He's about comic to take characters. that, take that, take that, take that. <laughs> do that, do a little dance. Uh, but we got a couple of um, topics to bring up for you tonight. Uh, at the top of the show, uh, we're actually going to have a special guest. Uh, he's been someone who's been around um, the studio, just hanging around, begging for change for a little bit. No, no, just kidding. Justin Timberlake. Uh, Justin Timberlake? <laughs> nah. We're we, we, we not there yet, but we'll, we'll be there one day. One day. Um, uh, a very... Uh, Faithful follower of the show and uh, just a good friend all around. Uh, we will be stopping by the studio towards the uh, end half to sit down and talk uh, our recap of WWE Survivor Series 2018. Survivor Series. Survivor Series or, um, or AKA Ronda Charlotte Show. But uh, yeah, Ronda Reckoning. We could call it. We don't call it that. The Ronda Rousey Reckoning. Uh, but before we get to the top of the show, we have a few other uh, big hot buttons to talk about here. So where do you want to go first? Comics, movies, TV, Let's Funko. Go what do you straight got? for the movies. Movies. So this has been a week of uh, trailers uh, right after uh, the very sad passing of uh, Stan Lee. If you want to hear more about that, um, take a trip back to our last episode, episode 65, and we talked about uh, good old Mr. Stan Lee and all that he's done for us in the yeah. industry yeah. of yeah. entertainment. And, uh, and, and just to clear up, if you listen to that episode, I might have sound like I was drunk, stumbling a little bit on that last episode. That's because I had said something earlier in the episode that I repeated again, but I got a little confused <laughs> with he my own sh- stuff I was talking about. <laughs> he so. wasn't sure whether or not he said it already. Yeah, I so was I like, was like, uh, with the stuff and the Big Bang. So, yeah, just to clear well, that Well, we up. don't take outtakes out. We leave it all in because here it is. This is the Ronnie Markell Make a Podcast show. Um, so here we are making a podcast. So we leave nothing. There's no, you know, filters. There's nothing that we cut out. We just have real... Um, unscripted conversations here so uh let's jump right in there's been nothing but movie trailers that have dropped and one that is actually surprisingly had me excited and in a weird way i'm looking at my arm and i'm like are these goosebumps because we're going to talk about a dc movie that's coming out uh in a few short weeks aquaman uh that seems to at least from a trailer standpoint looks like a standalone great aquaman movie you you ever wonder why they never called him waterman Waterman. Because that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Waterman don't sound as cool as Aquaman. Waterman sound like a black dude that sells water on the corner in the Yo, summertime. What's going on? I'm Waterman. <laughs> Why does he have to have the dude from uh, coming to America? I don't know. Mr. Randy it just, it sounds like you're like, so you're telling me I can't be from, you know, I got to defend the surface world and underground, and I'm Waterman. When somebody asks me who I am, I'm Waterman. If he sounded like that, <laughs> pull that open is, the shirt. W. There you go, Waterman. Waterman. Wow, that is gonna be a new character on our series. Whoa, so. whoa! And then when Waterman gets in trouble, and you think all is lost, Blank Man is there. 
I'm still petitioning for that blank man too. Are we trying to make a universe of like, of like blank useless man. heroes? Is that what we're blank doing? Blank man shows up to help out Waterman, and the two of them did Rolf run into Aquaman, and yeah. he's like, uh, "Guys, what what are you doing?" Yeah, we're gonna call it the uh, the UHCU. That's what we're gonna call it. The useless hero cinematic universe. That's what we're gonna call that. But no, but yeah, getting back to Aqu- Aquaman. Yeah. So how are you feeling about the final trailer? I'm actually. I'm excited. I'm. I got the same excitement you level. I'm like, I'm just as excited as I was for Suicide Squad that let me down. But I don't know. I have a feeling this time around that Aquaman's not gonna let me down. Now let me ask you this: What do you think it is about this about Aquaman that's really going to uh, that's making you feel a little uneasy? Like you, you might actually go see a second. Uh, maybe third DC cinematic movie that actually turns out to be uh, decent. They just don't have a very good track record because the last DC movie that I actually kind of like was Man of Steel. Everything that came Wonder after. Wonder Woman was good. Oh, yeah, Wonder Woman. Said, too. Wonder Woman. Third. And then everything else that came after that was kind of trash and well, put a bad taste in your mouth. So I'm like. Aquaman might bring it back up. Not to mention Amber Heard's in this movie, <clears throat> but I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say that I think that the clear, the clear just like you were saying earlier, um, right before the show, we were talking about Wolverine and, you know, how he's an important um, an important figure and, like, the most, you know, look uh, looked at character uh, and mimicked character from the X-Men series. Uh I think that if anyone talks about Justice League, they talk about two things. They talk about um, the scene where Superman pretty much bitched the, bitched the Justice League, and they talk about Aquaman because Aquaman was an actual breakout star in that movie. First J- time Jason ever Momo- him. Jason Momoa, by the way, is like the cool version of Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a cool. <laughs> he looks older like brother. his cool. Yeah, his cool older brother. Yeah. I mean, it's the opposite with us. You're the you're the older brother, but I'm the cool one. So uh, you know, uh, you keep telling yourself. They that. make it. They, you you came out. You were lame, and then your mom was like, you know what? We got to try this again. This didn't work out. <laughs> but, <laughs> we got to make something cool. But but aside from the special effects looking pretty decent, James Wan's directing, which is a pretty good plus. Fast He's a pretty good director. Man. But more importantly than the storyline and Jason Momoa and everything looking cool. You sh- the tick the price of admission is worth the fact that you get to see William Defoe rocking a ponytail. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's watched the last trailer, but I'm like it's William like, Defoe. Why, why is that is an rocking, important thing? William Defoe is wearing like an aquatic outfit, and he got and he got a ponytail. I ain't never seen no Robert nah, uh, William Defoe in no role. You name your role, you seen William Defoe with a ponytail. <laughs> I have to look up his movie library because oh I have not God. seen it. I have to look that up. I'm, I'm actually going to Google William Defoe ponytail. If I was a cashier at the movies, I would be like, you know, like if somebody was going to go see something else when Aquaman comes out, I'm like, you sure you don't want to see Aquaman? You know William Defoe is rocking a ponytail <laughs> in this movie, right? Is that going to be the selling point of this movie is look, William man. Defoe? Look, has a ponytail. Pa- look, Jason Momoa is in it. Patrick Wilson's in it. They're both awesome. Amber Heard's in it, which she's a pretty decent actress, plus great eye candy. And you get to see William Defoe rocking a ponytail. What more do you need? So here's the kicker, right? I'm sitting here and I'm actually Googling William Defoe ponytail, and I'm just having a hard time finding anything about a ponytail. And then as an added bonus, Dolph Lundgren, if you didn't get enough of him in Creed 2, Dolph Lundgren's in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something right now. That man, um, me and Ronnie actually got a chance to, if you haven't seen it on our Instagram, uh, online, or if you you know haven't checked it, we, we haven't actually talked about that on the show yet. The, no, not we yet. went we, to the we, world we, premiere. We got to give that a, a whole proper show. We're so going to give that a whole gonna, proper show. We're going to touch on that a, in a, a bit later. Absolutely. We got a chance just to like brush, brush past it. Uh, we got a chance to go to the world premiere in New York City. Benefits of living in Jersey and being close to the industry. Uh, we got a chance to, you know, b- rub elbows with a couple of different stars. Uh, some of them will actually be future guests on the show because we got a chance to talk at the theater. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, but meeting Dolph Lundgren, uh, you never know. They say, you know, n- you know, it's uh, even the great Stan Lee even said it. You know, never meet your heroes. Um, Dolph Lundgren for me has been a pretty awesome guy, and I've my favorite role for him. Uh, has clearly been his character as Andrew Scott in Universal Soldier. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I still say that to this day. 
fucking group traders. <laughs> They're everywhere. Like it's 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 just a line that I just use in my regular you know, everyday it would life. Be, it would be hilarious if they gave Dolph Lundgren some He-Man type dialogue in this Aquaman movie. Oh, you mean like uh, take, making those quick little puns? You know or, what? Or he held the trident in the air and was like, I have the power. <laughs> or, yeah, if he said something like that, I would be totally in the theater clapping because I'd be, like something simple like when I, I have this trident in my hand, I have the power. Yeah, because he's playing Aquaman's dad, isn't he? Uh no I don't think he's is his he dad a, is he no his dad? he's not his dad Arthur Arthur Curry is his dad like his dad dad yes he's like uh, I I don't know I, I know his um his character's name is uh, Nephesis or uh, Neresis I'm I'm pretty sure I'm jacking that name up but um I don't I'm looking sh- forward to document I'm also not sure how uh, Patrick Wilson plays the brother of Jason well I don't know if that was a very uh good <laughs> well, uh, cat. I guess maybe because uh, Aquaman was born. Yeah, so he was born half and half, right? So I guess that's where they can come up with that. So they both get their their, their charming good looks from their mom, who is Nicole Kidman in this movie. Um, But they both have different dads, um, so they don't look like... Jason Momoa looks nothing like his dad in this (laughs) movie. He's like some fat fisherman, and Jason (laughs) Momoa's got like a nine-pack and tattoos (laughs) and like long, long hippie hair and a beard. I'm like, okay. But all in all, um, your 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 thoughts of this trailer nine uh, on scale of one to ten? Uh, going into the movie, I'm going in with a hard seven. So hopefully, by the time the credits hit, I can give this a nine. Ronnie gonna be sitting there like, this is actually a good movie. Yeah, which is, I would be. I'm hoping we, we there's a possibility we might see this movie. Um, what this weekend, next weekend, an advanced screening, possibly. So mm-hmm. if, if that happens. Ah oh, man, I will be happy to report to you guys if this movie is awesome. Let advance. me let me do a quick little uh, free plug for uh, Amazon here. Uh, if you are an Amazon Prime member and you didn't know this, you actually get a chance to see this movie a week early. So if you don't have Amazon Prime. You need to go ahead and get yourself a trial or something like that if you want to see this movie a week earlier before all your friends. It'll make it cool, you know. Not to mention uh, you get some, what is it, next day shipping? Uh, Two-day shipping. Two-day shipping on all We won't even get into that. It's not the greatest, but, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good enough, though. It's good enough. I, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Amazon. I, w- I would love you to be a sponsor in the future, so I'm not <laughs> bad-mouthing you. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, but um, moving on to the next movie trailer, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at one we just... Uh, I was just watching again for a second time before the show started, uh, The Lego Movie 2. Now, if anybody remembers the first movie, the first thing that comes to your mind is, eh, Everything is awesome. Yeah. Everything is cool. You know, that was the song that was stuck into your head. Or if you go and look on YouTube, uh, there is a wonderful uh, company. Uh, oh, is it? Is it CinemaSense? It's either CinemaSense or Heshi. I have to look it up and confirm it, and I'll bring it up on YouTube, on um, Instagram. But um, they actually made a parody to that song called Everything's a Product. And they actually <laughs> talk about it, how, you know, they're pretty much using that movie to sell a ton of freaking Legos, which they did. They did sell a lot of Legos with that. What? Movies have product placement? No. No, no they way. Don't do those they, would not, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> Absolutely they, they not. Love, they love us. Those TV shows <laughs> and movies that obviously show the Apple logo, you know, or their iPhones that everybody's using. Like that movie uh, Searching. You remember that movie with the guy oh, from... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like Man of Steel. I mean, you know, Superman just shit. happens to have a fight through IHOP. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was so much product placement in that movie. It was just ridiculous. But, hey, that was a big He's like, Lois, hand me my iPhone, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only phone of, of an official superhero of the DC Universe. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, but product placement is useful. It helps pay for the movie and all the marketing stuff. So uh, kudos to that. The, the plot of Lego Movie 2 seems pretty simple. It's like a couple years after the first... Uh, Lucy, who's played voiced by Elizabeth Banks, gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and it's up to uh, Chris Pratt's character to save her. Oh, alongside the other guy in the movie, which apparently is playing a—he's uh, his name is not Chris Pratt. 
but he is literally playing movie star Chris Pratt in the movie because he's like, I'm being a cowboy, I'm a spaceman, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know, an archaeologist. He's I can, you know, make talk to dinosaurs. All of his big roles that he's been doing, as which is this is awesome. And there's actually a uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but there's actually a beat in the movie uh, in the movie trailer um, that comes from his Star Lord character in the movie. Oh, I did not. Do I you missed that. that. Remember the part in the trailer? If you guys uh, go back and look at this, there's a part in the trailer where he actually has a fake beard on because he's trying to make himself look more manly in comparison to the guy character that's probably going to be talking with Lucy. Does that uh, not sound familiar at all? Oh, where yeah. he's in feeling a little bit intimidated by a, uh, like Chris Hemsworth and yeah, uh, some Infinity pirate Wars. angel, you know, that uh, it's like this isn't a this is a, wait, 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 what did um. What is his uh, Batista's character? Uh, Drax, what did he say? He's like, uh, this is a man. <laughs> yeah, like, you are a boy. This, this is a man. man. Like, <laughs> that That was a, a excellent, well-written scene from Infinity War. But uh, that was a nice little plug back to another Chris Pratt um, a famous moment from a really awesome movie that came out this year. Uh, speaking of that movie, quick plug for uh, Netflix. If you are not aware, Netflix has given everyone a Christmas gift, which is Infinity Wars is dropping on Netflix on Christmas Day. I know what I'm doing Christmas morning. I'm watching Infinity War you again. You know what would be an even cooler gift? Maybe a month of fucking free subscription. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, uh, my God. Mark said the same thing. She's like, oh, wait, they give a shit stuff? about it. You're not giving us anything free because we're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, love, uh, I already paid for this. But you know what? Great marketing on their part. <laughs> like... You know, congratulations. We're giving this to you for free. It's like, really? Because I thought I was paying $8 a month. It's like, do I get a refund for this month because of that? But it's a nice gift to drop on uh, Do what WWE Network does. They give you an actual month free, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, With the WWE Network, uh, too too many people have about 16 email accounts so they can watch each of the (laughs) pay-per-views every month. Oh, they'll probably shut that down Uh, eventually. Eventually. They'll get to that. But, um, yeah, the the Lego movie, to me, looks uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I hate to use the pun. It'll be but good. It looks pretty good. It's coming out in February, so definitely look for that. It's that's during the season. February is during the down season, right before all of our minds are blown in, in Captain Marvel, and then we ball our eyes out when we look at uh, <laughs> Infinity War. And sadly, to report, you will see. I guarantee you, you're going to see some type of memorial to Stan Lee in this movie. Oh, of course, absolutely. Like I posted a little video online. And I, um, I got. Uh, on uh, Instagram about that moment when you realize this this moment oh, that says probably gonna be a standing ovation in the fucking theater Oof. when that happens. I get goosebumps just thinking about that, man. Trust you know, it's me. funny. Speaking of memorials, uh, Game of Thrones will be coming back to us too next year. Yes, and I don't know if any other show has a higher body count than that show. But I, so I don't uh, think right now. Yeah, there's probably not uh, other than like reenactments of war. Yeah, I think that <laughs> Game of Thrones is, has a uh, pretty significant body count. Um, including spoilers, a dragon, a very important dragon, dies in this last one. Wow. But he is revived. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. You literally just told him what happened. It's a spoiler. I just told <laughs> you. I just said spoilers. I didn't give you a countdown or nothing. I'm just going to tell you if you're watching that series, there is a dragon that dies. So yeah. you know, it's going to be cool. But don't, but here's my prediction. I'm gonna, I'm going to say this here right and now. That. The fact that the White Walkers decided to make that dragon into one of them is their downfall. That shit's going to kill them. That shit is gonna kill you. T- I'm telling you right now. Well, what, is the, a, what is a flame of a of, of an of a of dragon? The, that's a one night? of the greatest things that I love about that show is the fact that most of the things that we think are gonna happen are never right. Okay, so <laughs> you might be you may be right there. I, that is my own prediction. Being somebody, I think they think that. I wonder if the writers actually sit down and like the most logical things that people think of. No, we're not doing that. I'm telling you, that doesn't to me it doesn't seem it seems logical only because like if you're telling me what is the name of the glass that uh that can kill Dra- the white dragon, walkers? Dragon oh glass. dragon's glass. I wonder if the heat of a fucking dragon that's a, a white walker could probably create that shit. I swear to god, I'm, I'm telling you, this is my prediction for this. I could be completely wrong and I don't mind. I've been wrong before, but this is my own feeling on it that in that moment, that significant moment where they touched him and his eyes opened up and it looked like the white walkers, I looked at that and said, Oh, okay, so that's going to be the the uh, the uh, the downfall of them. Yeah, yeah, he burnt the, the wall down. The wall has finally come down. But that's, <laughs> I, that's my prediction. I don't man. think so. I'm like, you could be right. 
right. I, I doubt they've been. Uh, I doubt they've been promoting the White Walkers from season one to what seven. You telling to me go, to go down at the hands of a dragon? You're telling me nah. the villains don't make mistakes by creating their own demise. Well, here's here's the other kicker that you're forgetting about that no no matter how many of the dead die, he can keep bringing them back to life. That's that's the sticky situation for the good guys. What if you get hit with a guys. flame that is hot enough that is almost like getting hit with with dragon glass? I'm pretty sure it's not going to work. That's I, just me. I could be I could be wrong, but I, I, that's my my own two cents. Just thinking, just thinking about the fact that like uh, there's been a couple of times in the show where we've literally witnessed uh, good guys kill White Walkers with dragon glass. So I've watched that what, about twice. Just tells me that when they finally fight the the main guy, the Night King, I know it's not gonna work. I know your prediction. I'm saying that the flame of dragon of of, of a dragon that has become a White Walker, which does not exist in the show at all. The only one, this only significant dragon that is important becomes a White Walker. It makes people cry because that dragon dies, becomes a White Walker. You're telling me he's not gonna be used in some significant way in this show? No, Come I on, think man. he's going to be used like in a significant be... way, but you're forgetting that once the once the Night King has turned you, he has 100% control Does he? of you. Has he ever turned a dragon? No, but he's turned everyone, everything you. else on the show. You, you Wait, tell... he was the one that brought the dragon back to life. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like Scotty doesn't know. Like, I'm, I'm like, telling okay. you. It's a, he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He doesn't know. That's my prediction for that. But uh, moving on to Moving the, uh, on to our, our last, uh, our last movie, movie trailer. No, that's not. Uh, wait, well. No. This my. That's probably someone's going to punch us in the face for that. But that leads us. Red scope. Is that that, Disney? No. That leads us into the Lion King trailer drop. I'ma just tell you right now, Disney. You already got my money. I'm gonna go see this movie. But I was very annoyed at the fact that the first teaser trailer was like literally something I've already seen before. I mean, I know you brought all this stuff to life, but I'm like, man, I'm ready for a regular full fledged trailer. When you do your when you do your research on this, I want you to go and when you look at YouTube, I want you to go ahead and watch the animated trailer. And I want you to see the fact that they did nothing more than say, here's how good we are at bringing things <laughs> yeah, to life. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Which, I, I watched that and I was just like, I wasn't, I did not believe that it was a, a movie because I was like, oh, those animals look pretty real. This must be Nat Geo. No, this isn't Nat Geo. This is actual lions and shit that looked like this is how they react all the time. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I'm looking for. So let me ask you first before I, I, I say mine. What are you looking forward to most out of the next trailer? Like the full trailer. What are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking for that Mufasa with that James Earl Jones voice to be up in the camera like Simba. Like, so I can just jizz in my seat. And I think the only thing that I was a little deterred from was probably the fact that Jeremy Irons isn't doing the voice of Scar. That hurts your feelings, huh? It kind of hurts my... It, it kind of hurts my feelings almost as much as the original guy not doing the voice of Megatron in the first Transformers. Okay. okay. But... But I'm not going to count, uh, God, uh, I'm going to murder your name here. Chiwetel for. Wow, that, I, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm not, not going to count him out to say that, you know, he won't do a good job because I think thanks to Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight, who I, who I was totally against being the Joker, I think he opened my mind to new perspectives on when someone else takes up a role. So I'll have to see his voice with Scar's and plus we don't even get to see what Scar looks like in this movie that's, which is probably going to be amazing what do you mean oh well that's the thing they didn't show him in the trailer he's supposed at all. to be a this is what I'm looking forward to seeing I think well first and foremost like from a technical standpoint I need to see what these lines look like talking like I know it's going to be cool but at the same time like I need, just need to well, see we, well talking. we already know it's going to be great didn't you see the Jungle Book I did see the Jungle Book <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we already know it's going to be pretty awesome my favorite scene from the Jungle Book 
quick, just on a side note from uh, Disney's like big chance uh, taking their anim- their 2D and may- bringing it to real life here. My favorite scene in that movie, shout out to Idris uh, Elba for this. My favorite scene in that movie is when they're like, they're, uh, he's on the mountain and he's standing there with the guy, the alpha. And he basically says, like, you've got everything you wanted. The boy is gone and whatnot. He's like, mm-hmm, cool. And when he goes and turns, he immediately turns back around, and they're on top of a rock. He grabs the alpha by the neck, tosses him off of the mountain. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit, this is coolest I have seen a freaking... Uh, Tiger destroy a wolf, which would make total sense, and he just pretty much took over uh, the little area there where Mowgli was from, which was quite amazing. But this movie, I have no doubts that Disney is going to do a magnificent job at uh, making sure that we get get, get a our true get our, uh, our, tr- our true hit of that Coke nostalgia. Mm, put that put that line out. Put that line out. <laughs> uh, oh, Nostalgia, that nostalgia. Love it. That nostalgia coke. And, and look, you see, they already got Disney people in the movie. Like, they, they, this is already there. Which is interesting because something you pointed out earlier before the show was something I forgot. The characters who are playing Timon and Pumbaa in this movie are none other than Key and Peele. What uh, other trailer did we recently see that also featured Key and Peele as characters? Oh, you know, I was wrong about one. The, the Timon it actually isn't the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, only, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Keegan-Michael Key Only Keegan-Michael Key is, is in. But uh, Timon is actually Billy Eichner. Oh, okay, I know Billy Eichner. Okay. He's that guy that was on, I think, the last season of Parks and Rec, yeah. who was terrible, but um, I guess people like him. What do you mean? Sorry about that. I don't think he's that funny, but that's just me. I think he's awesome. <laughs> I think he's going to do a great job. But having him in the universe and him being in a uh, Keegan-Michael Key, having him there... Wait, which one is he playing? Uh, he is going to be Timon. Uh, okay. Uh, actually, I'm totally wrong. Actually, he is going to be Timon, and Seth Rogen is Pomba. Okay. Okay. I was going to say like yeah, I think Keegan you had Mike, that wrong. Keegan for a Michael second. Key is playing a character called Kamari. I don't remember who's Kamari. Kamari. Is that the bird? No. That's not the bird. Who's the bird? I could have sworn Kamari was. Um, wait. Now I'm going to have to go to yeah, the dude. I have to, I have to look that up. I think that but Kamari back, is the bird. Going back to no, no, that's Z- uh, Zaza. That's a uh, uh, Zazu. Uh, Z- uh, Zazu. Yeah, that's Zazu. Oh, that's one of the hyenas. <laughs> oh, that was wondering who's playing oh, the hyenas in he's this. He's playing one of the hyenas. Which one? Uh-huh. Uh, that is the one that was voiced by Cheech Marin or is originally. Okay, I dig that. I dig that. Is Whoopi returning? Oh my God, that would be amazing. I it hasn't been confirmed that. yet. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed okay. yet. Okay, all right. I'm looking forward to that because she's like to me the most famous one there, uh, out of the hyenas. And then the other guy, you can kind of get anybody because Ed just laughed. So, but it was pretty awesome. So you got to get somebody that's good. Um, yeah, Beyonce is playing. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Nyla in Nyla. the movie. Um, yeah. Simba is being played by Donald Glover. Let's just Alfre Woodard is being the voice of Sarabi. Sarabi? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Here's 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 the kicker here. Can we just give a quick shout out to uh, Donald Glover and the fact that this guy is just nice and kindly dancing through the the uh, all of the Disney movies. His, like, oh, Star cat, Wars. Simba better Lion not. King? Be, Simba better not break the fourth wall and be like, "This is America." No, this is Pride Rock. <laughs> Don't catch you slipping, no. <laughs> well, that could Because it is funny because he's still playing someone who's brown. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, kind of. I guess you could say golden brown. I'm, the great thing about, I think, uh, that what's going to be great about this movie is the fact that um, Lion King has uh, such great... Um, such great songs that are memorable. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah, like, it has so many. So, I think that having Beyonce Knows and Donald Glover, two people who have been in movies and are awesome, you know, music musicians, are it's just going to be fantastic. That's true. That actually, you know, makes a good point of her being in this movie, too, because she can sing. And we know this movie is going to have singing. Like are we gonna, does that mean we're going to get a, a, a new Can Can You Feel the Love Tonight? With, with we're Beyonce? Gonna, we're going to get a Can You Feel the Love Tonight, but we're going to get one with the Migos instead. What? It's going to be like... Listen, <laughs> yeah, everything... Get a, get a, get a, get a, get a, everything doesn't no. need to be a trap music, Ronnie. Uh, we're, right. we're done okay. with this. Right. But, um... So, 
with that said, that is our uh, segment for movies. We're actually going to move on a little bit to some comic book recommendations. Uh, you have one for us, sir, or do you have more than one? Uh, I have two, actually. You have two? Give us your recommendations, sir. All right. So if you guys haven't read, but which I haven't either, but uh, there was an awesome series called Spider-Verse. Which they brought all of the different multiverse dimension of Spider-Man all together in one series against a common threat enemy known as the Inheritors, which is a vampiric-like family that basically eats people with spider abilities. So that brings us to this wonderful sequel series called Spider-Geddon. If you have not read it, it is pretty awesome. It is an original story by Dan Slott, which has been written by a guy named Christos Gage with uh, some tremendous artwork by someone I can't remember his name at the moment. (laughs) But uh, I will look that up for you guys. But yeah, this series so far, I'm just a huge fan of bad guys and the Inheritors. Just do it for me because these guys are sucking the life out of spider people. They're eating them like Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so that's my first. And my second would be a book called Shiri. Which, if you've seen the Black Panther movie, you know, Shiri nah, is... Nah, I don't think people saw that $2 billion movie. <laughs> Which is the younger sister of T'Challa, or a.k.a. Black Panther. So she's got her own series where uh, Black Panther has gone on a secret mission, which he has gone missing. And in his absence, the Kingdom of Wakanda would like for Shiri to take up the mantle of Black Panther, which she kind of declines. So, we are going to be bear witness to what I think is the rise of Shiri into her own major role that finally gets her out of the spotlight of her brother, T'Challa. The shadow, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Out of the shadow. Well, I got some recommendations for you, sir. Uh, Mine is coming from both the major leagues as well as um, the image, which oh, is that one. There. Just the title alone makes you want to read that book. I without... hold in my hand right here in the studio this beautiful pink book that is not just regular size, but it's actually a magazine size. So that means it's a little bit extra money. So it's like five ninety nine, but it is totally worth it. It is the terrible uh, Elizabeth Dumb against the devils in suits. Uh, which it looks like here when I look at the bottom, there's a TM next to that amazing title of this book. So that uh, title is actually trademarked. Uh, so <laughs> very good oh, job, yeah. very good job of them. And it's a it's actually a um, collaboration between both Image and a company called IHQ Studios, uh, which is an independent company. Uh, it's actually done by the script and art is done by an artist only known by one name, kind of like Prince. Was it uh, a rap? A Rapson, which I believe is a Brazilian artist. Yes. And, and the uh, artwork is fucking amazing. It, it is quite unique in the sense that I, I... One quick little plug here for this book, I will say, is that one thing I really enjoy about this this book is that um, the use in, in terms of lines, uh, people who are old, people who have saggy skin, it just kind of shows that even in a comic book, you know, people in real life are nowhere near perfect. Um, so I really do appreciate that. Speak um, for yourself. They went ahead... <laughs> You're not perfect. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, they, they, they use such great line work throughout everything here, and the colors just uh, really pop here. That's done by uh, Anderson Cabral. Um, so definitely one of my recommendations for this week. Going over to Mainstream is actually a title that uh, you can actually catch um, all three issues of this, but it's a short little series here by Tom King. Let me just give a big shout out to Tom King right now because he is over here doing the Lord's work uh, when it comes to the <laughs> Batman King's series. doing the Lord's work. He is doing the Lord's work. Uh, you can go back a few issues here. I think right now they're on like issue 58 in terms of the Batman series, the main uh, Batman series. Um, there is a major death in the Bat family, which I'm not going to ruin for you. I actually have to catch up. I think I stopped at the wedding. The wedding is number 50, so you're not that far. This is actually uh, issue number, Batman issue number 55, 56, and 57. This series is collecting in three books, which just shows you how amazing Tom King is and being able to capture uh, a really great tale. Uh, The villain in this is KG Beasts, uh, which has appeared in some uh, DC live action stuff already. Uh, So definitely check it out. Um, You will be shocked by this major death in the DC universe um, and in the Bat family. So, uh, Definitely check that one out. They killed Waterman, guys. They killed that Waterman. They poured cement on him. 
It almost sounds like you're saying Juana Man. Oh, the, the, oh no, not Juana Man. You don't want Juana Man. Juana Man. All right, so uh, that is it for uh, our comics uh, segment here. Uh, our last segment we're actually going to talk about uh, before we go to a break because uh, we have a, a special sponsor for you guys this week. Um, so we will go cut to commercial break. And when we come back, we're actually going to be sitting here in the studio. I'm going to sing a cappella for you guys. <clears throat> you shut your goddamn... Oh, don't even remember the words. That is terrible. How do you not remember the words to this Celine Dion song? It's been a long time, man. That is, she is the songbird of our time, and you're sitting there, d- 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 like making her song seem like some. Nah, Celine Dion rap. is that dude. Boy, I'm pretty sure Celine Dion could do pull off one more rap. So, you know, <laughs> she that chick. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, uh, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break, and then again, we'll come back, uh, and we're just going to uh, quickly run through a uh, nice recap of Survivor Series, um, and then we'll take it on home from there. So uh, hold on for our sponsor, because they're coming up right now. Are you experiencing problems with rodents, pests, and human beings? Don't you wish you can get rid of all of your problems with just a snap of your fingers? Then look no further than Thanos' Pest Control and Extermination Service. Thanos' Pest Control and Extermination Service. We always aim for the head. How the hell did she break everything? Was that from fighting? Training from UFC and from way back when she was younger. She was an Olympic judo uh, champion too, yeah. uh, Something about like she had like was trying to break a board once and she hit the board Ah, and broke her toes. (laughs) Hey guys, we're back. So uh, we were just sitting here talking about Ronda Rousey and uh, the reason that we decided to talk about her is because uh, we are going to cover a little bit of what Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, the, very little. Very little. Um, there were some, you know, botches here, but there were uh, plenty of good things. I think the thing I enjoyed most was the young lady that we were just talking about, Ronda Rousey. Gidden had ass whooped. Miss um, Charlotte Flair, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a round of applause yeah, for that moment. It was, a, there. it was a good match, and I give Charlotte props, but we know what would happen if Ronda and Charlotte met outside. Everybody always says, you know who you sound like? You sound like the person that says, well, if, you know, Superman really wanted to kill oh, Batman, the he could do that. Exactly. But that's not the reality. The reality is that Superman is not smart. He's too good, and Batman would kill him because he he's already led himself to be, be vulnerable and, like, actually tell this guy, like, here's a kryptonite ring in case I ever go bad, or here's a kryptonite bullet. You know, I've, I've it's if been... They, if they set Ronda on uh, murder-death-kill mode, she and murder half the WWE roster, she, including the guy. Her eyes would go red and instant kill. <laughs> Inclu- including the men. Of course. They, people would be running, which is hilarious. Like, when she has... My favorite moments of Ronda Rousey, just talking about her for a second, uh, are those moments where they allow her to kind of let loose. Like, especially her first time, that first ass-whooping that she gave to Kurt Angle, the security... <laughs> putting uh, Triple H to a table. Putting Triple H to a table, putting Alexa Bliss to a table, which is why she's still oh, injured, by the probably way. probably one of her her finest moments when Ronda Rousey, I mean, when Alexa was gluten and celebrating out of cheating Ooh. her, out of winning the title, and she put her through that table. That, was- <laughs> that show was over. But, uh... Uh, the tables turned at uh, Survivor Series 2018 uh, because Ronda Rousey and uh, fought with uh, Charlotte Flair. And, you know, some may look at that match and say, oh, man, like, she wasn't able to get a, uh, 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 you know, she wasn't able to get a one-up on Ronda. Like, Ronzi, Ronda had her at every move. And she, I don't... She fought a veteran. That's what happened this time around. Yeah, she fought valiantly, but as just like, again, I, I absolutely love Asuka, but when Asuka fought Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, Which this was match. bullshit, but continue. Yeah, it's a, it, it, this match kind of felt the same where you saw a lot of botches and you could see the difference in Charlotte Flair's skill versus her having to sort of compensate for somebody else. 
uh, who's a little bit greener when it comes to you know having those high profile matches. So um, I don't really know where they're going with this because you know now they kind of have two heels on SmackDown and now they're kind of feuding. Yeah, so it's a Charlotte little weird. And oh, I can tell you where it's going. I said this before. They're gonna have a tag team match eventually with Ronda Rousey and one of her UFC buddies. It's oh. either gonna be Shayna Baszler or one of the other chicks from NXT. I don't know what it is about Shayna Baszler, but she just she rubs me the wrong way. So I, I'm not really feeling her she's coming a bad over. Guy? Is that why? No, you don't it's like not her? the bad guy thing. It's more like when I look at her, I'm like, I've seen this before, and it just doesn't feel. She look to me is like a very pissed off Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, I would agree <laughs> with that. Yes, I think that that is definitely a great accurate uh, moment there. Uh, if you haven't seen Survivor Series yet by this point, uh, you should definitely go check it out on the network for only $9.99. A shameless <laughs> plug right there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that, for me, was the top standing match just because not for the, for the match and performance, but more so for that, like, how long was that ass whooping? It's probably at least, like, ten five minutes. Five or ten minutes. About ten minutes. After the match. It was one of those moments. Maybe, like, maybe five. Maybe exaggerating a little I, bit. I love when you have a person, and I know this is an old cliche thing to do in WWE, but I love when you have a, a person who walks away and refs and stuff are there, and they like, all right, I'm going to leave this alone. Man, fuck that. And they yeah. just walk back down I've there, and their fans are to, just... I've always wanted them to push that, like, to put those moments into the video games. They haven't done it yet, but they, I feel like they're getting there. I want I want them to add that to the video games where you can, like, get disqualified, and you can keep beating up your person, and then they send the refs out. They're like, no, no, no. Start not whooping not on the refs? Yeah. Uh, and then you'll see, like, you'll be getting fined. They'll have, like, little... Fu- <laughs> 100,000. 100,000, man. You're punching them and stuff. That's where they... I think that should be definitely a uh, DLC uh, update to like the 20, uh, 2K19 or 2K20 uh, version of WWE uh, just for you to have that moment where it, it's almost like you're getting coins in a uh, in a Mario game like just knocking referees down beating the shit out of your opponent but um, what, were, what were some other uh, matches from Survivor Series before we wrap up uh, the only other one that I was been living to see this fucking match forever and it finally happened but now they have Darren Bryan in this terrible new persona which is like Daniel Bryan's this weird heel where he needs to kick people in the groin to win matches but we finally got Brock Lesnar versus versus Daniel Bryan which was I guess an average match of what you would expect nowadays with Lesnar tossing people around like a rag doll and then Daniel Bryan had his little comeback moments in the end but I, I was unhappy with the match just because it's not the dream match that I was looking for. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think that this... Again, let, let's just say the theme of Survivor Series was um, survival, and apparently the survival was at the hands of two blonde-haired uh, folk. One was Brock Lesnar, and the other one was Charlotte Flair. Because <laughs> yeah. that's all I, I remember in this was watching Daniel Ryan get mercilessly beat to a point where it's just like, pen him, just Yeah, just the other matches him. are very forgettable. Except, except I'll give it to the, the kick off show match that was that was you know not too bad but they didn't even count that as a win for for a team smackdown it's crazy uh that that to me kind of upset me that like they they turned the kickoff show where they had everybody in these dumb you know uh, uh like red and the red and blue t-shirts like we don't watch wrestling and we don't know who's on what show well, like you know, i don't they understand have to do it for the fans that might you might be a fan who haven't watched in 10 years and someone said ronda rousey's fighting tonight you should watch so you can understand what's going on. So just like, just like a generic thing they have to do that makes sense. Sure, sure. Like you couldn't do something simple like a fucking red armband or blue <laughs> armband, like just to get it over with. Like, because it kind of took away from like their, their their costumes. You know, these guys, in essence, like we all know, this is kind of scripted. It's physical com. It's physical sport um, or contact sport. But at the same time, you know, we know that you know everybody's names aren't theirs and these outfits they don't wear on a regular basis, and that's not who they really are um, but we we will forever play make-believe with this because I mean it's just a, a beautiful with, with soap the exception opera. of a few <laughs> like, who, who would you say I'd say the Miz I don't know if that's so like a character or is that just normally oh him. some people I mean they just fall like, into it he was on the real world he was a lot like the same person so I don't think he's playing a character I just think his regular persona it's kind of like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is he actually acting 
Or is that just his He's probably episode? I would say he's acting Because I think he's nicer in person Than Tony Stark says I think that's the only difference You don't I think see. he has all those same quirks in person? I, I think he's probably it. funny And probably has that same kind of sarcasm But I just don't think that um, He's that much of an asshole as Tony is oh, that's, um, that's, that's what I say Again, I don't know him So somebody can correct me out there uh, In Cyberland but Or the man himself wants to correct us Hell yeah, Look shoot. us up <laughs> RDJ, come look us up, man uh, So with that said uh, I think that there was only one other match I wanted to uh, bring up So we brought up the the ass-kicking matches Which was Daniel Bryan getting his ass handed to him And then one of my things that I absolutely hated about that match Was uh, Daniel Bryan's attempt to put his I'm going to just call it the Crippler Crossface I know nobody wants to hear that uh. But I'm going to call it the Crippler Crossface And what it is uh, What does he call it? Uh, was it the yes lock? Yeah, the yes lock. The yes okay, lock. whatever. Cripple crossface. He puts on a cripple crossface, and um, he, he puts it on Brock Lesnar, who's way too fucking big for that big kind guy, of move. Big guys don't work with and submission holes. They try to give you this. And I, don't get me wrong. I absolutely, you know, shout out to Brock Lesnar for anytime he's fighting somebody, he just handed Daniel Bryan his ass for like the first ten minutes of the match, and then like maybe. A few minutes in, all of a sudden, they kind of give fans a little bit of hope, and in that junk, he got a low blow kick. That's yeah. why he got a got a low blow kick on Lesnar. Exactly, and he all of a sudden started running back and forth, hitting him with the running knees. And, I, and remember, I texted you, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just waiting for the F5, and yeah. he's still gonna lose this match. He's still gonna lose. They just wanted to give you a little bit of hope because they didn't want to tarnish everybody's dream of actually seeing this match because uh, it was a last minute match to begin with. Like we were expecting to see AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar too. Uh, but I think what they were probably concerned with there, and it's just my theory, I think they were concerned with messing with either side of that. Like, allowing him to, uh, AJ Styles to lose again basically kind of hurts him because it says, well, the reason you're the champion is because you're not fighting people like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So you keep losing to him. On the other side, they don't they they don't want to touch Brock Lesnar's, like, you know, still uh, red-hot streak of, like, just being the champion because they just keep slapping the title on this guy. Yeah, like it'll, it'll, it'll be there until he gets Claymore in the face. Uh, <laughs> hey, that might be the case. I would. I, I, there is, if you've been paying attention to wrestling lately, you have to know that either before this, I would say in 2019, Drew McIntyre is definitely going to be champion. You think Drew McIntyre is going to... I would say if he does, this is my prediction, I don't think he's going to win the Royal Rumble. But I think he's going to win the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he and may I, win something. He's definitely going to have a title. I know, and I think it's going to be the main title. I don't think it's going to be Intercontinental. He's had the tag team titles, but they, I feel like you don't think point, he should. So wait, why? Point, I feel like he's bigger than that. He's he's been there. He's paid his dues. Yeah. I don't want to hear the pay the dues just just for showing up for perfect attendance does not mean it's not paying even the just, dues. It's not even like just a person, perfect attendance thing. It's like this guy was supposed to be the man a while ago, and all these other yeah. wrestlers came up and surpassed him because WWE didn't like utilize him like they should back. They're utilizing him now like they should have a while ago. I'm gonna tell you just like this: just because somebody was supposed to be something before <laughs> doesn't mean I automatically want to well, see them now. Well, let me just ask you this: who's one of the main guys that are like in most of the main events these days on Raw. And I'll, I'll follow, I'll re- rebuttal with that question and say, who the hell do they have on Raw? And who did and who did he tap out that you love? <laughs> that was just, that was insulting to me. Well, it was just I don't like, think it was insulting. I think it's it's called, in Nick Fury's words, it's called, the yeah. it's the push. They're giving him the push giving now. Him the push. I'm like, they're I can see it. Adding the accolades to his resume. I can they, see the marketing, the whole, he could be the beast slayer or some shit like that. Like, oh, you know, Drew McIntyre has slayed the and beast. He also literally said when Braun Strowman fought uh, Brock Lesnar that he didn't care which guy won because whichever one of you win, I'm coming for the title. Well, we still haven't seen anything with that because we know our, our lovely writer friends at the uh, WWE Network are still uh, getting their shit together and trying to write something that makes sense. Because yeah. it's like, one second he's like, whichever guy, one of you guys wins, I'm coming for you. And then all of a sudden... I'm Baron Corbin. I'm, I'm, with, ba- I'm, with, I'm Baron with Baron Corbin. Corbin. What the fuck? What's going on? Why are we... We're like, okay. This is WWE's way of stalling things until next year's pay-per-view. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we got TLC coming up, which uh, I guess some people are looking which he's to. fighting um, I forget who he's fighting In that pay-per-view Oh, Finn Balor He's yeah. fighting Finn Balor I, I wonder if he'll win 
It doesn't make sense to me because I feel like, again, Finn Balor is another one of those guys. I feel like he's paid a lot of dues. He isn't, for me, he isn't. I know there's some people out there who are going to bitch and moan about this, but it's my own opinion. And it's the fact that I don't think he is sellable yet as the champion. For me, he's personal champion. He was the first universal Listen, champion. Listen, he was a champion for all but less than 24 hours. He got hurt. Okay, well, he's not hurt anymore, but he's not sellable yet. Okay, Phil Jackson. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't think he's he's sellable yet, and that's one of the reasons why I think that they, the the, the time has kind of passed on Braun Strowman a little bit there because of that. Oh, you mean because they should have been gave him the title, but they just keep milking it. Oh, so absolutely. That's that's what they do. This this is what makes makes no sense to me is a simple fact that. He's the 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 whole the whole thing. The whole thing is basically like, hey, you got Munster in the bank. You gave him the belt. You gave him the thing that could automatically allow him to cash in, and then you wasted it. Yeah, you, and, like, and and meanwhile, we're all watching the, our television screens, going like, you you know, we can see this, right? Like, yeah. How many title opportunities did Brown Strowman have in 2018? It was, it was at least four. I can't. I just. And I, that's, that's what a, I mean. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it just they just like, milking it. I almost feel like it's a it's it's a matter of like they they're ch- changing and switching gears based on un- unforeseen things. So I won't say totally like, look, the writers have been writing these these shows forever for our whole lives of watching it. It's not the same guys, but some of the same guys. Um, and the way they're writing it, it just kind of seems like they're piecing things together or they're coming up with good ideas on the fly. I'll tell you right now, if I can have one thing, please stop trying to push Baron Corbin. I don't want to see that. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't give a shit well, how yeah. tall he is. Well, I don't need I, to see you that. You don't know their rating, so. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He might be, I'm pretty sure he's not selling I'm t-shirts. Pretty, let, let's face it. A, a heat, like, we got a good good guy manager on SmackDown, so we don't, that's the yin and yang. We of don't course. need a bad, good guy manager. That's why they took Kurt Angle out of that do spot. We, I also need him to do me a favor, too. We've been wrestling fans for our whole lives. For the love of God, we're not fucking stupid where you you, ha- you, you look at it and say, why are the two shows have, like, almost the same storylines? Like, I'm not stupid. I watch both shows. Why are you, like, basically taking the same characters and, like, duplicating that same? That's just lazy writing. That's what that's <laughs> yeah, called. That's lazy writing. Like, give me a unique show over here and give me a reason to love this match. Because if you're trying to make me Team SmackDown or Team Raw, Give me a reason to watch one or the other. Don't give me the same storylines on both. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I will say, for your wrap up, one of my favorite things, and people may think I'm a villain for this, but one of my favorite ongoing things right now is Randy Orton just basically being a high school bully. Because right oh. now he's just picking people off the roster and showing oh, up. I just love like it. He, right now he's beating up Rey Mysterio, and it's just hilarious to watch. It's like, <laughs> why are you, what are you doing? I don't understand. He took his mask last week. <laughs> Yo, that sliding RKO was he beautiful. He took the, the steel chair over his neck and threw him into the guardrail. <laughs> I was like, and then he stood there smiling. He's <laughs> like, like, why are y'all letting him do this? Like, I don't know. It's like that after school bully that's like, hey. Hey, John, you got my money? I feel like they must pay Ray Mysterio a lot of money when they have those moments where where the writers come to him and say, hey, you know what? We have an idea. We're going to let somebody bully you. (laughs) Someone who's like physically Um, bigger. going to put you on a stretcher and then throw it into the guy row. You cool with that? Oh, yeah, of course, guys. No problem. For that uh, that 800K match? Yeah, absolutely. No problem. But, um, yeah, with that said, I think uh, Survivor Series, what would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I think for this pay-per-view, I gave it a 6. Okay. I was fair. I would give it, I think I gave it about a 7. Um, just for the sheer joy and excitement I had of watching Ronda Rousey. I don't know why. I, I like Ronda Rousey. Man, but I just enjoyed watching it, her get you know, beat the funny. crap out it of was, her. It was cool to watch her get beat up and Flair and Charlotte to have that moment, like, in her dad, you know, same reenact something her dad yeah. did in the past. But one thing that I have to go back for a second and I just don't believe is if you remember back when SmackDown invaded Raw and, and Becky had her in an arm bar, you're telling me that um, uh, that a martial arts, like, someone who is very skilled in martial arts, 
couldn't get out of that armbar. Okay, I mean, I. <laughs> well, again, man, you have to just spin your, your your disbelief there for a second. Yes, we all know that she, if in real life, she would have easily flipped Becky over, broke her leg, and beat her with it. Like, yes, we yeah, know I'm that. Right. Like, you could at least like maybe have maybe here's something for the writers for Maybe they could have had Ronda like walking into her dressing room. Becky came up behind her, pushed her into the wall, and then put her in Correct. the armbar. That's a little more believable, but. Personally, just open on her with the armbar. I'm like, and she's what, a, she just and, walk in there and I'm and like, that? and she's a judo master, yeah. right? <laughs> Here, here's here's a kicker. On that. I do. That's one thing I do enjoy that they're doing with Ronda that I was hoping that they would do when she came, which was everybody was kind of patting her on the back like, welcome to WWE, and then finally somebody's like, other women welcome to. Like, they're all <laughs> turning and every chance they get. So now it's more of a you're like we're friends. Started with Nikki Bella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were friends until you get that strap around your waist, and then you have no friends. I'm just waiting for Natalia to turn on her. I'm just waiting for that. Like it's it's gonna happen because she's gonna. Get, everybody gets bit by that uh, that title bug. That shit's like the ring from uh, Lord of Rings. They're just sitting there like looking at it like uh, Natalie. Natalie. I think just, that that was supposed to happen a while ago, but then I think unfortunately Natalia's there. Mm, yeah, I think that's probably what happened there. Probably, and and that's another another quick thing I'll just mention. Um, can they please like uh, as we record this right now? Uh, SmackDown has already passed, and uh, you know this is is gonna uh, drop on uh, Monday, and. Uh, SmackDown has already happened, and one thing that I really don't like that they're doing is these really personal, like, shots. Like, why did they already, like, it seems a little too soon for them to be making fun of, like, oh, she you broke uh, the shades of Anvil Nightheart, or um, Samoa Joe coming out there it's, and, like, making fun of uh, Jeff, Jeff Hardy's, Hardy's addiction. Addictions. It's, it's ratings. That's all it really I'm is, yeah. I'm pretty sure they get permission from these individuals before they, I'm pretty sure they don't just say, like, hey, tonight, Natalia, you're going to go out and talk about your dad. I'm pretty sure they're not, like... But it kind of spits to, on, like, they're legacy, they're you know? They're not trying to be in the <laughs> courtroom. Pretty I sure agree. They get, they're like, hey, as you know, we're in the business of entertainment. And it's the same thing with uh, Roman Reigns coming out and making a speech. And then the same night they had Dean Ambrose turn on. They were, they were in the back, and they saw how the fans were eating in the, ah, with Roman. And they were, like, raiding. <laughs> like this looks delicious. <laughs> I must gobble it up. I I I don't know. Again, I, I I say that I think that there are some places where it's like, are you that desperate for a storyline? I mean, like that's that's what you got to do. To why don't we? We had a storyline in the past where Shawn Michaels was supposedly broke and was working for JBL. We yes, had, they'll think of any. We kind had of we had Big Show riding on top of a goddamn coffin. You know, when Big Boss Man snatched it out of the ground at the funeral. So yes, I understand that they'll go to that extent. Um, but Jesus, kidnapping. Like, we had the Undertaker kidnap Stephanie McMahon once. Oh, don't Stephanie. Bucket, no, no, bucket up. <laughs> like, what? What's going on? Why is he just... So, yes. They will go to that extent. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin beat up Booker T in a supermarket. Like, the greatest. Uh, <laughs> so, one yes. of the greatest. They will think of just about any storyline. Jackass on out, too. I just... Uh, I just and I'm wearing an Austin shirt, so it's just like... Uh, for, oh, gosh, we, we got to meet him. But uh, coming up on our next episode, uh, you're going to hear about... Uh, this coming week, uh, we actually went to a lot of premieres. We've gone to uh, Anna and Apocalypse, uh, Aquaman. We went to Creed 2. I was lucky enough to go without Ronnie to see Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Um, Thanks just, so much for that. Yeah, of course. Uh, so our next episode is all about all the world premieres. Um, and by the time that next episode comes up as well, we're actually going to get a chance to meet uh, a couple of big stars ourselves, uh, including Ella Hunt, Julia Roberts, and the cast of Aquaman. Uh, so stay tuned to our Instagrams, uh, which is at, at Ronnie and Markel Podcast on Instagram. And on our Twitter is uh, Ron Mar Podcast. And on uh, Facebook, you can check us out on there at Ronnie and Markel Podcast as well. And again, we are still working diligently on our uh, YouTube series. Uh, all of the things that we're talking about, there will be video to go along with it. Yeah, to kind it's, of, it's actually coming, guys. It's not imaginary. It's not imaginary. It is definitely coming. 
progress. It's a work in progress, and it definitely should be. You should get some glimpse of a few things before 2019. And going into 2019, uh, we haven't come up with an official name yet, uh, but we have been planning secretly uh, a little bit of a Ronnie Markell, um, you know, take on take on America tour. Uh, again, title work in progress, but we're going to be at so many different conventions. We'll just call it Ronnie's World Tour. Ronnie's oh yeah, World? and then in the bottom, in, the, in little <laughs> tiny letters, will say, oh, featuring yeah. Markell. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nah, uh, but yes, there's going to be so many different conventions. That we're, we're, um, we're, being, we're being, all of these different companies have been gracious enough to offer us press passes to bring you this amazing content. So we appreciate it. Uh, keep subscribing. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on any channel. You can check us out on Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, uh, you know, Stitcher, uh, you name it. There's so many different uh, platforms. Uh, Podbean. Uh, there's so many different ones, but uh, just all you got to do is Google Ronnie Markel podcast, and you'll find one of them. Uh, for that, uh, we will go ahead and take it home. I am Markel, and I'm Ronnie, and this has been episode 66 of the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast, and we will go out the way we always go out by saying, eat your prayers and say your vitamins. And short people are people too, so don't be a bully. Wow. <laughs>